this is Osatru Academics here. Osatru is the belief in the Norse gods. It's the native Norse religion. Think Vikings, Thor, Odin, etc. The etc is what I talk about. So say you're curious about heathenry or starting out on your pathway of heathenry. You don't actually have to say it because I can't hear you and it would be weird to just blurt it out wherever you are. I'm going to be giving you a cram-packed chunk of knowledge for starting out heathen, so buckle up, buttercup. We're going for a ride to Learn Town. The asinine answer I see to anyone asking online how to learn more is always read. Just read. You're reading on the internet all the time outside of videos and even then, subtitles. The answer isn't what to do, it's where to find the answers. There are two reasons why someone might give the vague answer of read. Just read. One is they aren't actually learned themselves. They consider themselves experts enough without actually having any knowledge to base it on. They can't help you because they don't know themselves and because social media is a delightful den of argumentative egomaniacs, they put in their worthless two cents. The second reason is that they are gatekeeping. They felt they put in the work and effort learning, so you should too, share in the misery. They had multiple unfruitful attempts to gain knowledge and were left to find the answers themselves, so you can too. I think that's a really crappy thing to do. If you're withholding knowledge because you had to work for it and you want others to have to work just as hard or worse, you're disrespecting Odin and being a butt face. Odin cut out his eye without anesthesia and traded his eyeball to learn about the runes. Did he demand others do the same? No. Where would humanity be if he did? We'd all be like Cyclopses running around with one eye. He earned the right to share it, not to hoard it. Knowledge isn't your own. You don't own knowledge. You're just a vessel for it to pass through. You were taught how to read and how to add. You did nothing to earn that knowledge. Could you imagine a first grade teacher telling the students that they have to learn reading the hard way because they did and slap a dictionary down in front of them? That's just stupid. So I actually want to help you have a starting point to learn more. If you were hoping it didn't involve reading, it does. The reason that it's better to read a text yourself than have someone else summarize it is because you aren't the same person who's summarizing it. You might find a different detail important. You might find a different moral in the story. You'll miss that if you have someone tell you what they got out of it. You'll only be hearing their biased interpretation rather than letting the text teach you. What to read and what to avoid reading. Let's start with avoid because that's more important actually. Just because you can make a post, an account, a video, a website, whatever, doesn't mean that you know what you're speaking about. It only proves that you can make a post, an account, a video, a website, a whatever. The internet is full of people who, quote, learned what they know from summarized content. They never check the source and believe it at face value. If I learned what I know about pottery from someone who only heard about pottery, from someone who only heard about pottery, what I know is so diluted that it's just shards of information. The same is true for any topic. The sources aren't filtered through 15, 21st century minds before reaching you. Challenge yourself to only learn pure truth. Again, challenge yourself to only learn pure truth truth. It takes self-control. It's much easier to just read a meme, 
than it is to read through heavily wordy text. It takes great care to ensure that even if you only know the tiniest fraction of heathenry or the Viking Age or whatever, that it is not convoluted truth. To unlearn something false is much harder than being patient in your goal of learning more. I know the burning ache of wanting to know it all right now, right away. (laughs) I know the burning ache in my loins. (laughs) I started my path during the days of dial-up. There was droplets on the topic and they were all opinions dressed up as facts. It took me so long to dismantle my false foundations and start over again. Don't accept a lie just because you want to fill that gap. Know that you will be hungry and taking in poison if you eat everything you come by. Be picky. Having a flawless chest worth is better than a crammed hoarder house of junk. Now what you can actually learn from. It depends on what you're wanting to learn more about. If it's the gods and goddesses, the Poetic Edda is hands down going to be your source. It's a collection of long poems about the gods and goddesses. The language is hard to understand often because it is poetry rather than narration. Each sentence is crammed with meaning though. You should download each of the translations. Find which one is easiest for you personally to read. You can also read them in tandem. Read a paragraph or sentence, then read a different translation and see how they differ and what same of the exact same paragraph. The truth is in the similarities. Amazon and tons of other websites have physical copies as well. Before you buy a book though, try out a few translations online to see which one works best for you before you buy whichever translation pops up first. Be sure to keep a notebook on what you read or write notes in your book if you have a physical copy. If you find something interesting, scribble down what it was and date it. Doesn't have to be pretty, doesn't have to be perfect, it's for your eyes only. Write down why it was interesting to you. It's really helpful to go back and look and remember stuff. Oh yeah, that was pretty cool. It helps you digest the poems and remember them as you're going through it. Please do not, please, please, please do not confuse the prose edda with the poetic edda. Prose, bad. Poetic, very good. Again. Prose, bad. Poetic, very good. They aren't the same. Avoid the prose edda despite it being easier to read. After you read through all of the poetic, then you could come back and read through the prose and kind of see where you can sift and pick apart and see what's just kind of embellished by the Christian propaganda monk who wrote it. To learn more about the people in particular, you have a few roots depending on what time period you're going for. If you're going for that classic, super ultra-popular Viking kind of age, the Saga of the Icelanders is a massive, massive resource for you. It is a huge collection of books on the Viking heroes and heroines. They're usually fast-paced, exploding with wild action, violent revenge schemes, and sprinkled with hilarity. The books are long, but are narrative, so they're easy to read. They read like episodes. A bunch of the translated sagas are on the internet to read. One great source is sagadb, like database.org. Make sure it's .org or it's just some crummy other website. It has a bunch of sagas and different translations for free! Yay! 
free! You can always check Wikipedia for super generalized and often pretty off, though, descriptions of the sagas so you at least know what type of story it will be before you start into it. That way you'll know if it's mostly an adventure or a love story or what's kind of the general overview. One of my favorite sagas is the Saga of the Volsungs. It's the one with Ragnar, Bjorn, Ivar, and a weaponized killer demon cow. It's got a love story, Lord of the Rings style, battle of war, humor, tragedy, adventure. It's a solid story. My other favorite is Egil's Saga. Egil is a wild poet. The story is super long, but you just want to gobble up more and more. It has adventure, violence, beautiful poetry, plot twists, and a great ending. Terms to know when learning about some practices. Heathen. Though most people use it today to mean like a wild person or even a godless person. It was a derogatory term. It's quite ironic now considering Viking men were far more focused on appearances and cleanliness and reciting poetry than Christian men were. There was even a big problem with Christian women running off and marrying them or having trysts with them. Ooh. It referred to anyone who was not Christian, Muslim, or Jewish. This included Hindus who are the exact opposite of godless. Another term to know is pagan. It's anyone who is part of a religion outside of the major ones. Yay, outsiders! Paganism isn't bound to a geographical area like heathenism. Pagans typically pick what gods or goddesses to worship and what practices they partake in without as much care to where they originated from. Whereas a heathen would only worship the European pantheon, a pagan might include Egyptian, Greek, and Gaelic gods and goddesses altogether. Pagan and heathen have ties together within their name as well. Pagan comes from a Latin word meaning rural. Oh, I hate that word. Rural. Rural. Oh. Pagan and heathen have ties together within their name as well. Pagan comes from a Latin word meaning rural, and heathen comes from the Dutch and Old Norse word that means person of the unworked land. It's the people who lived outside of the Christian cities work in the fields. They both were used like regneck used to be a derogatory term. So today was a pretty short and sweet episode. I wanted to give you a very generalized basic overview. If you have any topics or questions in particular you want me to talk about, send me a message on Instagram at osutreeacademics. And hey, it makes both of our lives easier if I don't have to guess what you want to learn about and you get to learn more quickly. Subscribe so you don't have to spend time checking to see if I made your episode yet. Plus, you get to learn others' answers too. Win, win, win. Triple win for the win. Now for today's related quote to ponder. It comes from chapter seven of Vatemstala Saga. There is more honor in gathering little by little than reaching for the sky and ending up flat on your face. Till next time.